All right, it's an honor to be with you here today discussing Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich. From the looks of our mind map here, which is coming together pretty nicely, we're about halfway through. Today we're talking about Chapter 8, Decision. And let me just make sure here, I believe there's about 15 chapters, right? In the book, let's see. Yeah, 15 total chapters in the book. So, yeah, we're about at the halfway point here. At the end of this video, we'll be just slightly over halfway through. So let's talk about some of the key points in this chapter on decision. This one, I'm a little sensitive to this one because I know in my own life, uh, I've had the habit of uh, being very indecisive, and I've also had the habit of changing my decisions quickly <laughs> after I've made them. Um, so this one resonates and hits close home in my own life. So let's go. First key point here is indecision. I'm on page 128. Napoleon says, accurate analysis of over 25,000 men and women who had experienced failure disclosed the fact that lack of decision was near the head of the list of the 30 major causes of failure. So pretty interesting there. So if you've failed or if you feel like you're failing in certain areas of your life, ask yourself whether you're just experiencing indecision. You know, I know certain times when I've gotten stuck or I felt like I wasn't doing as well as I should. Sometimes it just like there's a magic moment when you're decisive. Isn't that true? Like, have you ever made a decision in your life and then just boom, everything, you know, it's like the first domino and then everything else just moves quickly. So there might be certain areas of your life where you've just been a little indecisive and just have faith and trust that the moment you make a decision, you might find that you move forward faster than you've ever imagined was possible, right? So indecision, head of the list of the 30 major causes of failure. And it's interesting, usually we don't think about that. Uh, that's more of an intangible or a... Uh, qualitative thing, isn't it? Usually we think about like a skill set or an ability or something like that, but no, it's actually indecision from his research of over 25,000 people. I mean, that, that's pretty substantial. Second key point here is reaching decisions properly, changing them slowly. Again, I'm on page 28. He says that analysis of several hundred people who had accumulated fortunes well beyond the million dollar mark disclosed the fact that every one of them had the habit of reaching decisions promptly and of changing these decisions slowly if and when they were changed. People who fail to accumulate money without exception have the habit of reaching decisions, if at all, very slowly and of changing these decisions quickly and often. As I mentioned at the beginning of this video, I've been guilty of that. You know, I've been not only indecisive, but then I'll make a decision, but then change it because of uncertainty or some unknown other reason. So think about that in your own life, you know, because oftentimes we get into this habit or this cycle of changing decisions, one decision after the next, over and over and over. Um, we call them pivots, right? We make these pivots during the decision process. I just saw um, a Friends episode a few weeks ago, and uh, it was uh, the episode, if you're familiar with Friends, where, where I think it was Ross, Phoebe, and Chandler, and they were trying to, no, it was Ross, Rachel, and Chandler, and they were trying to move a, a couch that Ross uh, purchased, 
up the stairs in their apartment in New York City. <laughs> and Ross was sitting there like, pivot, pivot. So that always makes me remember when I'm pivoting, it makes me kind of step back, changes my frame of mind a little bit and makes me realize that, you know, maybe pivoting isn't the right choice. Maybe it's more persistence that I need here in following through on the decision that I have already made, right? Third key point here is opinions of others. Again, I'm on page 28 at the bottom. The majority of people who fail to accumulate money sufficient for their needs are generally easily influenced by the opinions of others. They permit the newspapers and the gossiping neighbors to do their thinking for them. Opinions are the cheapest commodities on earth. Everyone has a flock of opinions ready to be wished upon anyone who will accept them. If you are influenced by opinions when you reach decisions, you will not succeed in any undertaking, much less in that of transmuting your own desire into money. If you are influenced by the opinions of others, you will have no desire of your own. Keep your own counsel when you begin to put into practice the principles described here by reaching your own decisions and following them. Take no one into your confidence except the members of your mastermind group and be very sure in your selection of this group that you choose only those who will be in complete sympathy and harmony with your purpose. We're currently living in the middle of this coronavirus pandemic, right? And it's a pretty scary time. When Napoleon talks here about permitting the newspapers and the gossiping neighbors to do our thinking, it, it, it makes me realize how much I'm letting external influences dictate my thinking and influence the moods and the attitudes that I have throughout my day. So I believe that this is a very, very, uh, not only substantial, but relevant key point here. So it's a good time to kind of check yourself, to check your habits and your routines throughout the day and make sure that you're protecting what I believe is the number one asset you've got, which is your attention, right? Fourth key point here is mouth closed. I'm on page 129. Napoleon says, keep your eyes and ears wide open and your mouth closed if you wish to acquire the habit of prompt decision. Those who talk too much do little else. If you talk more than you listen, you not only deprive yourself of many opportunities to accumulate useful knowledge, but you also disclose your plans and purposes to people who will take great delight in defeating you because they envy you. I used to spend a lot of my time sharing uh, my plans and my goals and my purposes with people who uh, were, let's say, less growth-oriented than I was. Um, they valued learning and growth a little less than I did. And I would get a little bit knocked down. I would get a little bit uh, dis disappointed and I'd feel a little deflated after these conversations because I would come back and, and think something was wrong with, with my plans or with my opinion or I would feel bad, you know, about, um, you know, maybe reaching to a higher level or uh, I would feel bad for raising my own standards in life for some reason. So I like what he's suggesting here. Keep your mouth closed, you know, unless you share 
what it is you're looking to share with the right people. And that goes back to the mastermind principle, right? And we'll talk further on that in a future chapter. Fifth key point here, courage. I'm on page 130 now. He says that the value of decisions depends upon the courage required to render them. The great decisions which served as the foundation of civilization were reached by assuming great risks, which often meant the possibility of death. Now I'm going to move on to page 137. And he says that the person who reaches a definite decision to procure the particular job and make life pay the price he asks does not stake his life on that decision. He stakes his economic freedom. Financial independence, riches, desirable business, and professional positions are not within the reach of the person who neglects or refuses to expect, plan, and demand these things. So again, these decisions that you make, these big decisions are going to require some courage. Most big decisions are hard to make because they're scary. They require courage. There are some great decisions here that he talks about with Samuel Adams and John Hancock and some of the decisions leading up to the Declaration, the signing of the Declaration of Independence. I highly suggest reading through these because these these men were staking their lives on some of the decisions that they made. So never forget that certain decisions are difficult because they require a lot of courage, right? And these decisions for us, hopefully, um, if we're lucky, don't necessarily mean life or death. We're not staking our lives on these decisions, but we're staking our economic freedom on them. And for me anyways, there's a lot of leverage there in that statement. I mean, if we have a decision to make and we're staking our entire economic freedom on that decision, it's going to require a lot of courage. So something to think about there. Next key point, power. I'm on page, I'm actually back now on page 136. He says that, note also with great personal benefit that the power which gave this nation its freedom is the self-same power that must be used by every individual who becomes self-determining. This power is made up of the principles described in this book. It will not be difficult to detect in the story of the Declaration of Independence at least six of these principles, desire, decision, faith, persistence, the mastermind, and organized planning. So what he's suggesting here is when combined, these 13 principles create this unstoppable power. So keep that in mind. And when you make a decision, there is power moving in a certain direction once that decision is made. Earlier in this video, we talked about the domino effect and how maybe sometimes just that one decision alone can knock over that first domino, which will in turn knock over the balance of the next few dominoes, right? So interesting key point there. Last but not least, leaders. He says that those who reach decisions promptly and definitely know what they want and generally get it, the leaders in every walk of life decide quickly and firmly. That is the major reason why they are leaders. The world has the habit 
of making room for the man whose words and actions show that he knows where he is going. So look at the great leaders in your life, whether it's someone in your family, maybe it's your one of your parents, a relative, maybe it's your friends, maybe it's your network, maybe it's the public figures or you know authors from centuries ago. Look at those leaders. They were so decisive, weren't they? They knew exactly what they wanted. So if you're sitting there watching this video and you're reading through this book and you're going through the exercises on the study guide, which by the way is available down below in PDF format, if you don't know what it is that you want, that's okay. Many years ago, I didn't know what I want. So I made a decision that what I wanted was clarity. Clarity into my purpose, clarity into my desires, my goals, what I wanted out of life, clarity into which areas of my life I needed to improve the most. When I wasn't sure about what I wanted, I sought after clarity and I'm so glad that I did. So think about these leaders, the step that they had to take before they knew what they wanted and made those decisions, they had to take that step of seeking clarity, right? So always remember that. If you're not sure what you want, what you want is clarity. And now that you know that, you can go out and seek it, okay? So those are the key points of chapter eight, decision. If you liked what you heard today, feel free to like and share this video. Subscribe so you get future videos in the series. We're about halfway home here. In the next video, we're gonna be talking about chapter nine, the principle of persistence. We'll see you there.